70 Tuesdays paper welcome, Michael. Uh, good day there. <laughs> oh, wow. This is sack. Sorry, I'll get him off screen. <laughs> so, Michael, this is a nice top. Uh, Do you want to tell us yes, where you got I'll it? Yes, I'll plug uh, vintage, golden vintage. It's Adon Doyle's latest enterprise and you can shop online. I, I like it and it was well modelled by, I think, Derek Canavan was modelling it. So mm. a lot of gory-based models. Good to see a gory man try the online business and free worldwide shipping available. Thanks, Adon. Really enjoyed this top. Thanks, Adon. Yes, and we're also drinking Four Sigmat mushroom coffee. <laughs> we're getting used to promos. Yeah, we're on the shrooms. Uh, yeah, on the shrooms. If you want to sponsor us, Four Sigmata. By all means, get in touch. Get but in this touch. is a, a French press coffee. There's something different about the French press, isn't there, Mark? We, we, um, we're fans of it here. It gives a, a real authentic taste. It does. Uh, it's very fancy, very mm. notiony. Yeah. yeah Mark, shall I give you a parish of the week? We'll go to West go Kerry, right? And yeah. this is a Kerry community that rolling back the years with a trashing event. Mm. So this is uh, the community of Lispole, and they came together to witness the harvesting and threshing of a field of oats. It's the first time in 50 years since it's been done, and they were doing it in aid of the charity, and they got an old thresher that was back from 1935, many moons ago, and a mehel of men fed the machine. A mehel. Of men. Mehel. Yeah. Me like the Mehel leaders? Yeah. What does Mehel mean? Uh, ooh, I think it's like support and community. I think it's a cross between those two words. You were a Mehel leader? I was. You were? What did that Throwback. involve? Uh, you had to go into a class of first years and pretend you were cool and that you knew how the school ran and you were trying to, you know, give them a sense and feel of how it is to be a, a secondary school student. <laughs> <laughs> I should have done that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Mark, well, now that we're on secondary school, there mm. is a rumour circulating. Mm. Rumour of the week. Mm. It comes from uh, my brother mm. that you once tied Ryan Murphy to a chair and spun him round. <laughs> True. False. I don't know. I could have. <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> it does sound likely. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently the teacher who was a science teacher and she wore uh, jumpers with cats on them, um, <laughs> had to go to the support for um, a nearby teacher who you know and uh, said, here, I, I don't know what to do here. And then uh, he was the one who had to discipline you. Oh, I think I know who this teacher is. Yeah, yes. I, yeah, it, is. it happened. It happened. I, can't, I, I can't really, I can't remember it, honestly, but <laughs> it does sound likely. That does, right. It does sound something like me and Ryan Murphy would get yeah. involved in. That would be good mental leadership skills, you know, as a warm-up game. To, right, we'll tie you to a chair now and see how you survive. <laughs> <laughs> we had Garrett was his name Garrett and someone else but uh, he was very kind of you know ah, you know you're the kids and I was the kids once and now you can oh, grow right. up and be like me like yeah. now, and you thought he was oh this guy is so cool I can't wait to be in fifth year and you realise when you get fifth year that guy was a bell end <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> There, uh, one Mehel leader actually was a Quailon Kelly, and Quailon is in uh, the Ireland competition for the makeup artist, so yeah. best of luck to him. Best of luck to him. Yeah. I was uh, training his mother at the weekend. Oh. She comes to my classes oh. the Saturday morning once. That's gas. We could have Quailon on, I wonder if we Yeah, that'd be a good one actually, yeah. 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 How, does, how did your mother find out about that, or her mother, his mother? I, I think she works with another lady that was coming to him, so word him out again. Incredible. There you go. Yeah. Well, back to West Kerry, and mm. anyway, so the, this was a lockdown idea because they wanted to bring it back, bring back the good old days. And uh, this 88-year-old Seamus O'Duan said that he remembered harvesting oats with a scythe. Have you ever seen a scythe? 
the big fucking uh, yeah. Grim Reaper thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was, and the excitement that followed the arrival of the trashing machine, that's gas. So like they were so used to using the tools, and then when they had the machine that did it, it was mind-boggling. So mind-boggling. Speaking of trashing, yeah. have, you, uh, have you watched any of these untold stories on Netflix? No. Like, it's a docu-series, you watch some of them. Yes. Uh, have you seen the one about the trashers? So there's this fella who owned uh, uh, basically the Shane Byrne of New York. Right. He, he owned a waste disposal company. Okay. Now, no, actually, I may take that back because this guy was a criminal. This guy was involved in the mob in New York. Shane Byrne is not involved with the mob. Thanks. Uh, he talks rubbish, <laughs> making sense. Eric Lowe, waste disposal. Uh, but this guy in New York, he was a mobster and he was a millionaire. And like he had a son, and the son was, you know, the apple of his eye, spoiled rotten. Like on his son's tenth birthday, he got all these WWE superstars to come to his birthday party, like The Rock and uh, Stone Cold and China and all these ones, because he liked wrestling at that age. But then his son got really into hockey, but had a bad hockey accident. Apparently, his son was a bit of a tug on the hockey ice rink, so he got into a bad accident fighting on the rink, and so he couldn't play anymore. He was seventeen. He was still in high school. So what his father done was he started a hockey team. Got it listed in the NHL, proper high-level professional hockey team, stadium and all. Made his son the general manager and president wow. at 17 years old. And his son is the biggest gobshite <laughs> you've ever seen. Like He has two big diamond earrings, big baggy t-shirt, the chains. Wow. And they call themselves the Trashers. And basically they were just this fucking, they were incredibly violent. Like that was their thing was they were the Trashers and they go out and they start fights and like the NHL hated them because they were starting all these rows and stuff. And people were getting their, one main lad was brought in just because he was a tug like. And he, he, on his first game they told him. So in hockey, like if they let people fight, they let people box. But you do it, you throw your gloves off like that. That's so you can as a fight. You skate into the middle of the ring and you box heads off each other. And you don't, I don't think you get sent off to it. You might get a sim bin for it. But uh, this guy was like, right, your first game, first game of the season, it was the team's first match. He said, as soon as that whistle's blown, you throw your gloves off and you box. Wow. And that's it. And that escalated from there and people were getting broke up and all. But the main lad, this main thug that they had, captain of the team, got his legs broke, or his leg broke in a game by some fella. So he was waiting in the room, uh, the hospital bed, and the owner of the, your man's father, the, he, he bought the club, he came into the room with the guy who broke his legs, home address. And he said, where do you want to go from here? Oh my gosh. And that's as far as I've got. I haven't got any further than wow. that. Wow, it sounds very good. It's very good. It's yeah. very interesting. So I'd recommend that. It's Untold. I'm not sure what the name of this one is, but you'll find it on Netflix. Ashton, I started watching the 9-11 documentary that you recommended. Mm. That is a cracking documentary. It? Um, it's very well done how it has the events of the morning of 9-11 and then, um, you know, the intro and then back looking at Afghanistan and the Russians. Oh, it's back to the Russians. Russians. This is they, this has gave me such a, a fucking sense of grandeur. This um, Netflix docu series because I think I'm an expert now. Uh, so right. Actually, do you know Afghanistan was a very progressive country in the sixties, <laughs> but then because of the Cold War, you see with Russia and America, I don't even know what the fuck happened in the Cold War. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's so, it's so well done though. It's a very yeah. good series. I'd I'd recommend that. Certainly. Twenty uh, years on. Yeah, exactly. Where were you when nine eleven? I don't remember. I don't remember. Don't remember at all. No. Well, see, there was no big who had. There was no. The, the the it seems like the landmark moment in secondary school or primary school for you was you know making your communion and then Pope John Paul dying. That yeah. that really stands out. Yeah. For you, but that's the same. Been. Doesn't abide. No abiding memories of nine eleven. No. Do you? No. Uh, I just remember my mother explained it on the way home, and uh, I don't know how you'd explain it. Um, 
But Ashton has very vivid memories of it because uh, her neighbour um, had someone working in, in one of the towers, but they weren't in work that day. <sighs> have to count your st lucky stars, wouldn't you? Jesus. Um, yeah. Mm. I actually, you know, in that clip and they're looking at the television footage, I, I something that struck me, uh, when the second plane hit, uh, one of the newscasters goes, "There's this is definitely on purpose or something like that. And I thought, Shane, you know, that's very measured but clear and concise because like it's profound isn't it you know yeah profound and then george bush in the school and your man comes yeah. to bush, america is under attack he whispers to him you can see bush's reaction yeah that's cool the way that your man said this is exactly what i said to him and you can watch him going and saying that to bush in that moment and you know that that's what he whispered in his ear yeah and bush's reaction is very good yeah it's very well done like there's no way there's no way 9-11 was the inside job Exactly. Like, I was looking at the videos, like, I know I've kind of entertained conspiracy theories in the past, but like, yeah. I don't know how you could look at those videos and say, oh yeah, no, it's a bomb at the bottom, it's not a plane. It's, it's <laughs> you can see the plane from yeah. it hit it. Yeah. I don't know. It's a bit weird though, isn't it, how it kind of, the plane hit and it took a while for it to collapse. I'm not saying yeah. this is a part of conspiracy, but isn't it weird the way it sat there for a while and then eventually it just fell? Yeah. That was that the force of the fire? or I think it was the fire, yeah. yeah. It's crazy. You know, like the people on the top jumping out, they have two decisions there. Like it's either burn alive or jump to your death. Mm. Like there's there, there's no right decision there. Like Yeah. It's fucking yeah. mad. It's crazy. Ugh. Um, my father remember saying there's planes, you uh, we were saying to someone on a building site, mm. there's a plane after flying into a building in America. And the, your man, pure Irish, goes back. Those fucking planes are lethal. <laughs> <laughs> and the conversation continued about like how not, not those planes just the planes. <laughs> <laughs> I had a shaky landing coming in from London. But Liz Paul, anyway, they had right crack musicians trashing the whole works and you know what, given the lockdown and the restrictions, it was great for the community to come back together. 12-year-olds, 85-year-olds, all having the crack and they had right term all together. So fair play to them. Liz Paul, Community of the Week, Parish of the Week, take it, have it, it's yours. Namaste. Yes. Um, have you any, uh, have you a game or something? I like have a little bit of a quiz here, Michael. Ooh. Now, feel free to phone a friend in either Shane or Robbie. Oh, amazing. Or Breed, actually, if you feel like she, yeah. no, she knows the answers, actually, because I quizzed her earlier. Yeah. So, question number one. How okay. many petrol stations are in Gorey? Okay, I'll go with seven. T ten. Ten? Yeah. My gosh. Yeah. Now, this kind of, it's debatable, like, <laughs> is, uh, is Kings in Gorey? <laughs> Kings, sorry? King, Kings Gala. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be gory. Yeah, there's 10. Oh, yeah. There's 10. Uh, where did Miley Doyle get his name? Uh, Miles, I'd say. Oh, because there's Miles behind the counter? No, uh, oh. from his parents. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excellent. What word is spelled incorrectly in almost every single dictionary? Oh. Um, incorrectly? Yes. Oh. <laughs> what goes up but never comes down? Um, the price of fuel. Um, I don't know. No. Uh, gravity. No. <laughs> Would you like to defer? Oh yes, uh, Robbie. Oh. Shane. <laughs> <laughs> Shane goes up but never comes down. <laughs> Shane, any ideas? No. Your age. Oh. 
question number five. How you, old? Sorry, one no? second there. Yeah. Uh, curveball. Would you ever get, uh, bro, uh, I don't know, stuff to reduce your wrinkles or something? Would I? Yeah. yeah. You would? Uh, mm, what do you mean, like creams and stuff? Oh, creams are all right, but like, I don't know, Botox I'd like, or something. I'd like to do uh, NAD IVs. What's that? So NAD is nicotinamide A something D. I don't know, but it's these IV drips everyone in Hollywood is getting. And apparently they lengthen your telomeres. So what aging oh. is, is a shortening of your telomeres. But these things sh are shown to actually lengthen them again. So it actually rejuvenates your cells, wow. makes them younger. Which is very interesting. There's no long-term studies on it. That's so fascinating. That's the case, yeah. And is it popular in Hollywood? Apparently or? so, yeah. It's getting it must more be popular. pricey. I'd say it is, yeah. yeah. I'd say it is, but apparently you feel amazing after you do it. I'd like. say that. Apparently you get massive, like, worth of energy. There's a very... You, Joe Dispenza talks that the meditation even has shown to lengthen them. Does marginally, it? marginally, but it does lengthen them. Mm. Are you still meditating? Um, infrequently, maybe twice a week. Mm. What about yourself? I, maybe three, four times a week, I'd say. Oh, fair play. But well, it's only ten minutes, it's not, it's not long ones. Uh, question number five, how old is Leo Varadkar? Uh, 39. 42. Oh. Leo's in a bit of hot water lately. Yeah. For picking his nose. <laughs> Who cares? Like, for fuck's sake. There's way worse things going on in the world than Leo going to a party. Yeah. Grow. We're, <laughs> <laughs> we're, uh, was, Damien O'Reilly was writing in the Irish Farmers Journal and he was saying that we're too negative and nitpicking in Ireland at the moment. Yeah, we are. Um, and he was in Croatia and he said that Cro he was talking to locals there and he said we're actually quite poor and he thinks that we take a lot of it granted in Ireland. Yeah. How how does it change? Like we're not, we we like our lives. And I don't know. I, I was talking with some of this this morning actually about like the Irish leave insert and the Irish yeah. language as a, a subject in the leave insert. Yeah. And how sad and pessimistic it is. So you have oh. the story of yeah. Uh, you're one with cancer, the being Fawnach. Yeah. Um. What else was it? Gavin. Uh, Gavin. Um. Your man who got shot waiting for his Chinese. Oh yeah, Jamie Mac, yeah. Cock and Millish as well. Millish, um, it's all death and despair and misery and tragedy. Yeah, what was that one? It was it set in Belfast, yeah. Yeah, a lad who was oh, missing his wife and kids or something. Yes. He was shot outside the Chinese. Yeah, and then the curveball, did you ever do Herlamabok? Herlamabok, yeah. That yes. was about the woman in the, in, the, in the boom and she rented two freezers for a party. That was a key factor in the story. Oh. And um, she used to put on her makeup to go out and do the bins and this type of thing. I don't know what the point of that story was. <laughs> but, um, but it, it is she had two freezers. <laughs> <laughs> but it is interesting that um, when you look at positive optimism, pessimism, whatever, like, um, I'm not sure if you had it, but like a key essay topic in Irish was... Um, Fibin and a druggy and fibin, you know, problems. And, yeah. You know, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I didn't finish my Irish exam. Did I, you not? I, I tapped out of my Irish exam. You wrote that much? No, no, oh. I wrote that little. <laughs> I, uh, I, it was, I don't know, I had to leave early. I was, I was at a point that I've never had, like, you know, a mental blank or whatever, but, mm. like, I had... I just was exhausted. I went home, I went to bed, and then I was fine for the next one. But like, I left early. Yeah. It was a weird feeling. But you done well. You got all the points you needed. Yeah, but like, it was, like, I loved Irish, and yet I left early. That was a tough old paper, all right. But mm. I don't know if that was a factor. And, um, but like, I didn't use Irish for me leaving. Like, 
because of the points. Really? Yeah. Wow. And mm. you, you Irish would probably be one of your favourites of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I left almost all my, I think two exams I didn't leave after 40 minutes. 40 minutes? Yeah. Wow. I done a lot of pass. I actually left Spanish after 40 Don't minutes. Don't try this at home, Don't kids. try this at home. I got an A1 in Spanish. I left oh. after, that was pass now. Yeah, but uh, I left after 40 true. minutes, yeah. Jesus. There you go. Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. One second there, if you don't mind. Yeah, you no. mentioned the, the Irish, and it reminded me of an article that I found there um, that apparently Freud is meant to said that um, it's claimed, but they, they found no proof that Sigmund Freud said that uh, the Irish were the only race impervious to psychoanalysis. <laughs> impervious? Yeah. And that, you know, we're just a different breed altogether. Now, apparently it's... Yeah, they, they, there's a whole article here in the Irish Times about it and trying to... It, it actually came from Martin Scorsese, Boston mob movie, The Departed, mm. because he had they used that comment in the in the movie, but apparently there's no source for it. But mm. um, it is interesting that like there are phrases that are well-known like in the English language, such as, that's a bit Irish. You know, like you don't think about it. Like, but like we, we use that here, but apparently that is like a, a phrase to be known as like, oh, it's a bit odd, like, yeah. I don't know, a bit like that we have a commuter service, but like the trains wouldn't really sue commuters or that is a bit Irish, you know, like little things like that. Yeah. Too close to the trees to see the forest, isn't it? Like oh, we right. don't see the Irish people are weird because we are Irish. Ah, yeah. Know. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I'm sure no one's perfect. Puberty's not perfect, Michael. Uh, if a plane crash... <laughs> Sorry, no, next one. What can you <laughs> catch but not throw? Uh, a cough or a flu. Yeah, COVID. COVID. Uh, if a plane crashes on the border of Ireland and Northern Ireland, where are the survivors buried? Where are the survivors buried? Mm. <laughs> but there's no survivors. Ah, uh, good <laughs> you can't bury survivors. What does the word Wexford mean? Loch Gorman. Uh, it comes from Norse and it's something to do with a lake, I think. Uh, the Scandinavian word Waysfjord, meaning inlet of flat mudlands. Ooh, interesting. Boring one there. Uh, how many <laughs> legs does a crab have? Ooh, I go with six. Ten. Oh, ten legs? Yeah. Right. Imagine you're in a room filling up with water. There are no windows or doors. How do you get out? Um, you're in a room. Mm. No windows or doors. It's filling up with water. There's no windows or doors. How do you get out? I swim. Uh, <laughs> No, don't have it right. I'll go to shame. Like no. <laughs> Robbie. Robbie. There would be no roof. How else would you get into the roof? No, there is a roof. Oh, okay. How'd you get in? You imagined yourself there. <laughs> <laughs> so you stop, ima stop imagining. <laughs> oh, is that the answer? That's the answer. Uh, yeah. Get out of here. So I said, I imagine you're in a roof. You stop imagining. Oh, That's how you get out. wow. Well done, well done. That was a good one to end it. Thank you. Um, what's in the news headlines? Mark, have you ever heard of this pay it forward thing? No. Um, this is a thing that I, uh, I've i been a fan of, but I haven't tried it out yet. It's where, um, you know, as, as a random act of kindness, you mm. pay for the next person's thing. Yes. It's popular with tolls, and it is interesting because you could have a chain then of 20 cars that continue to pass it on to the next person mm. and then you have some 
Gombean that will break, but anyway. Mm. <laughs> but there's someone from Starbucks that uh, just wanted to say publicly, as a former Starbucks per- barista of nearly seven years, since the current employees can't see it, pay it forward is extremely annoying and makes everything commu- confusing. It makes it easy to hand out the wrong drinks and just sucks. Instead of paying for the people behind you, who can probably afford their own stuff, since they're in the line intending to pay, tip the people making your drinks, who have been working under staff for months. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Well, do you agree with her? No, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Pay me more. <laughs> Speaking of paying tolls, I, I had a big bit of a problem Ooh. with tolls in Ooh. the last while. So, Bree lives in Dublin. Yes. Every time I go to Dublin, I, have mm. to go, I go through the toll twice. Yeah. I have never paid the toll on time. Right. So, I currently have a 36 euro fine on the way to me because I went up twice this week. Right. So, or not? No, twenty four. Sorry. So it's six euro for each fine. Would you not negotiate with them? No, I should. I should set up an account. Really. Yeah, account. Yeah, but apparently negotiate works well with them. Does it? Yeah. Really? They're like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't <laughs> see this. I didn't mean to. Well, it's six say. euro, so I just pay it. Like, but I've had literally, I'd say twenty fines. So, sorry, you pay couple. all the fines. Yeah, I pay all the fines. I just, I've just accepted the fact that if I you're a duck now, in a fucking barrel. Yeah. Remember. You accept and you just... I just... I'm putting the money back into the economy. <laughs> I just accept that going to Dublin cost me six euro. All right. Yeah, but six euro is the toll. But like normally they whack on... Like no, so three, late payment three euro is the toll. Oh. But I, I don't... I, I never pay it late. I just pay it... Because they sent me a letter and I was like, all right, okay. I have to pay it late. Oh, right. Oh, I thought I, they tripled or quadrupled it. Oh, no, that's... No, no, no. It's not the one... It's, if it was the one thing I never paid. But it's just every time I get a fine. Okay. And I pay the fine every time. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, the account is easy to set up. <laughs> it we is. highly recommend it. <laughs> um, last week you caught me out with, uh, what was it you, I said true to? Something that chickens can talk or something yeah, like that. Yeah, chickens can count to six. Can count to six, yes. Mm. Well, um, apparently the news coming from Amsterdam is that a Dutch scientist has uncovered old recordings of a musk duck mimicking the phrase, you bloody fool, learnt when it was raised by humans in an Australian bird park. No way. Mm. A duck. A duck, yeah. The scientists uh, said that what was interesting about the vocal expression of, of the waterfowl nicknamed Ripper was not so much the message, but that he could imitate humans at all. Oh. No way. You're bloody fool. Is that duck? <laughs> 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 yeah, it's definitely based on the human voice, even though the pronunciation is a bit odd, which might be the Australian accent. <laughs> he published this in a research journal. Uh, he said he had first wondered whether the recordings made in the 80s could be a hoax, but they were made by living ornithologist Peter Fulliger, who co-authored the paper. Um, so... The Ripper had a bit more in his repertoire. He could also make a noise like the sound of a door closing and its latch clicking. Wow, it's very interesting, Mm. isn't it? To find a species quite outside these groups, such as parrots in a duck, that's quite extraordinary. So it's an independent evolutionary occurrence of the ability for vocal learning. That's very special. Gosh, he's lovely English, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, So there you are, quite the tale. It is. Mm. I wonder. You wonder? How many animals have that capacity? Yeah. How far, like, they reckon monkeys are in the Stone Age now, in terms of their capacity for tools. 
that cool. the sea monkeys doing more advanced things over the past say, 100 years or so. They're, they're learning to use tools more effectively. Yeah. So I wonder how far are we away from monkeys. Wow. Yeah. We'd probably have destroyed the planet by then, but sure. Do you think? <laughs> probably, yeah. Well, according <laughs> to Instagram, anyway. We're <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, something, uh, Married at First Sight. Mm. Have you watched it? Not yet. Is it like a new season? I, I saw new, Connor Moore posted it. Yeah, it? there's a new season, the UK season. All oh, right. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I hated it at first. Mm. I was watching it and I, I, I we turned it off because I was just getting so annoyed at it because it's so it's so annoying the people on it, some of the people on it. But then that was just like the meeting each other and the wedding and stuff. But then after they go and live with each other and go on a honeymoon and there's big arguments and stuff. And it's 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 great viewing. It's great to watch. Right. So I highly recommend it. But yeah. would you ever see yourself going on a show like that? Independent now. You never met Ashlyn. Right. You've been single. No. No. All along. You say right. It's, not it's time. I'm going to marry a stranger. No. 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 Does it appeal to you? Not at all. Not, in, no. not even a little bit. No. No way. Hmm. Yeah. It's <laughs> the kind of thing where people who want to be famous would do it, I think. Because there's people mm. on it, like lads our, our age, like 26, 25 year olds, yeah. going on it, and they've never had a girlfriend, but then they're going to get married straight away. Yeah. No, I don't get it. No, it goes against the institution, I think. <laughs> We were at a wedding there Friday. Mm. It was a very good one. And I have to say, it was Church of Ireland one, and I had never been to one, and it's very similar to a Catholic one. Very similar. Almost identical. They don't like candles. That's the only big difference, I say. No, they no. just like houses. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he gave very, um, oh, he very personal advice about marriage and all. And said, you should. Who oh, didn't know the pastor? Yeah. To you? No, no, to the couple that Oh, to the couple. <laughs> And you in the crowd. He's And it's a big difference, like, you know, because it's very this is, grounded. So uh, when you're getting married in a Catholic scenario, mm. you have to go under marriage ca marriage training mm. from a priest. Is it? Oh, or you definitely yeah. have to have some sort of meetings with him beforehand anyway, and yeah. he talks you how to have a good marriage. Yeah. The priest. Yeah. On priests, um, Father McCartney has a Thai road flag. Is he from Tyrone? He's from Tyrone, yeah. Oh, right, okay. McCartney. Fun fact. Fun fact. Did you watch the match? Uh, I match? didn't know. See, our match finished at five. Yeah. So I missed the first... Yeah, I, did, I only saw like five minutes of it, I'd say. Frustrating is the only... Was it? Yeah. Mayo just... Oh. I think it was oh. up for Mayo. Was very yeah, so was I. Sure. They and still have left. one that left off the curse. Yeah. <laughs> and apparently he looks in great form altogether. 92, not bothering him. Did you hear... Do you know the amount of curses that are... Uh, Oh, shit. There's more. Listen to 2FM. Loads of sporting curses. Apparently, one, there was one against the Clare team, for and the woman that made it like was dead before hurling, like the GA was founded, and yet it was Billy Early's curse. And then when Jer Canning did the commentary in 95 when they won it, and he says, Billy Early, eat your heart out. So, <laughs> and, um, yeah, there were loads of then Chicago Cubs and there was something about Babe Ruth and a piano and There's a Drake curse, you know Drake? Yeah. Apparently if you get a photo with Drake, yeah. you're going to lose your next sporting event. It's happened to loads of people. Oh no way. I, I look it up because I think like McGregor was one of them. And there was some sort I think it might have been a basketball team. Yeah. One second. Did, Did you hear about Aaron Ramsey? No. His curse, yeah. He scored like something like seventy goals and every time he sorry. After 23 of his goals, someone famous has died within like a day or two or three days of um, of the goal. Jesus. 
So what is the Drake curse? It's simple. If Drake wears a jersey, poses for a photo with an athlete, or in any way appears to be supporting any particular team or person, the team or person will go on to lose, often against the odds. After Drake posed for a photo with Lane Laven Karzawa from the French football giants Paris Saint-Germain, they lost their next match 5-1. It was their worst defeat in nearly two decades. The UFC fighter Conor McGregor lost his fight to Khabib. After he took a photo with Drake, the Man City striker Sergio Aguero met Drake and then missed a penalty in the Champions League game. The list goes on and on. The latest victim was Anthony Joshua, the now former heavyweight champion boxer. Going into his last fight, Joshua was the overwhelming favourite. His opponent, Andy Ruiz Jr., was an 11-1 underdog and Joshua was an undefeated superstar. So confident Joshua was Joshua before the fight that he tweeted for himself with Drake, along with the caption, about to break the curse. He lost the one-sided fight in the seventh round no after way. getting knocked down four times. Genie, man. Apparently all Roma, you know Roma, the soccer team? They tweeted, all Roma players banned from taking photos with Drake until the end of next season. Genie, <laughs> <laughs> man. Yeah. Did you hear about the, the something like a curse that was used um, in the penalties? You'd follow the soccer chain, so do you? It's something about the oh penalties, um, and someone has admitted to. Um, no, it's not really coming up there. But apparently, like one of the Italian players was mouthing a curse on one of the uh, young lads that was taking the next one, the next penalty. Then he missed it, and he admitted afterwards, yes, that's what I was doing. Wow! But it's a curse that, like, apparently they used to. Um, use it in Argentinian football circles like they go to the opposition's training and just like you know I don't know should we put a curse on someone uh, I don't know other podcasts yeah <laughs> I don't know I don't think I'd bother no. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a lot of energy in it isn't there speaking of curses I have yeah. a few uh, ghost stories oh so these are uh, creepy but true news stories uh, so the first one is the Axe Murder House. So the, the Vasilla Axe Murder House in Vasilla, Iowa is, well, is a well-known tourist attraction for ghost hunters and horror lovers alike. The site of a gruesome unsolved 1912 murder in which six children and two adults had their skulls completely crushed by an axe of an unknown perpetrator was purchased in 1994, restored to its 19, 19, 1912 condition and converted into a tourist destination. It cost $428 a night to stay at the old haunted house where visitors always report strange paranormal experiences, such as visions of a man with an axe roaming the halls or the faint screams of children. But in November of 2014, the haunting took a darker turn. Robert Stephen Larson Jr., 38, I don't, that is Larson, it's been like that, I don't say Larson, it's Larson. <laughs> Back to the story. <laughs> of Rhinelander, Wisconsin, was on a regular recreational paranormal visit with friends when true horror stuck, struck. His companions found him stabbed in the chest, an apparently self-inflicted wound, called 911, and Larson was brought to a nearby hospital before being helicoptered to Creighton University Medical Center in Omaha. The Montgomery County Sheriff's Office said that Larson suffered a self-inflicted injury at about 12.45 a.m., which is around the same time the 1912 axe murders in the house began. Larson recovered from his injuries, but has never spoken publicly about what occurred that day. For Martha Lynn, the owner of the home, the incident was very upsetting. It's publicity, but it's not exactly the kind of publicity you desire to have. I don't want people thinking that when they come to the Vasilla Axe Murder House, something's going to happen that's going to make them do something like that. The house remains open for tourist visits and overnight stays today. My gosh, would you say that? Not a fucking chance. Yeah. People no way. Have. So here we have, the next one is the Haunted Doll. 
So when you think of haunted dolls, it's likely the creepy old Victorian-looking porcelain kind that springs to mind. None of which you probably have laying around. Still, don't get too comfortable around any kids' toys too soon. Uh, though at Disney's Frozen Elsa doll that was gifted for Christmas 2013 in the Houston area made headlines earlier this year when it seemingly became haunted. The doll recited phrases from the movie Frozen and sang Let It Go when a button on its necklace was pressed. For two years it did that in English, mother Emily Madonia said. In 2015 it started doing it in alternating between Spanish and English. There wasn't a button to change these, it was just random. The family has owned the doll for more than six years and it never changed its batteries. The mother says the doll would randomly begin to speak and sing even when its switch was turned off. The family decided to throw the creepy doll out in December of 2019. Weeks later they found it inside a bench on their, in their living room. The kids insisted they didn't put it there and I believed them because they wouldn't have dug, dug it through the garbage outside. But only it told Houston News. At that point Elsa ceased to sing the English rendition of Let It Go altogether, speaking only Spanish when pressed. The family then double-bagged the bizarre doll and placed it in the bottom of their garbage which was taken out on garbage day. They went on a trip shortly after, but when they returned, Elsa had come back too stop it. and was waiting in the backyard of their home. This time the family mailed Elsa to a family friend in Minnesota who taped the haunted doll to the front bumper of his truck. It hasn't seemed to have made its way back to Houston yet, as per Madonia's latest February Facebook update on the creepy doll. That's so... Odd, like, why did it, so we can't get rid of the dog twice, we'll send it to your man, our good mate there, and he'll put it on the truck. Mm-hmm. That's mad. Right. That's fucking creepy, isn't it? Yeah. I, um, I knew someone who had a, a porcelain doll, and kept mm-hmm. it in the room, and I couldn't stay in it, so uh, I put it in the fridge one night, <laughs> I left it there, but uh, yeah, I didn't see it again after. In August 2016, in North London, a 26-year-old Kennedy Ife began acting strange, and Sorry, this one is called Dead Animals in the Walls. No, yeah, this one's called Dead Animals in, Animals in the Walls. When the Beatrice family decided to insulate their home in Auburn, Pennsylvania in 2015, they discovered that it had already been, but with scores of dead animal carcasses. The dead animals were wrapped in newspapers from the 1930s and 40s and were among half-used spices and other items. After removing the items, they sent hundreds of artifacts and carcasses to the, an expert in Cutstown. The expert attributed the rotting animals in their walls to pow-pow or Dutch magic, a ritual originating from the culture of Pennsylvania Dutch to treat ailments and gain physical and spiritual protection. The Pennsylvania Dutch were a group of German-speaking settlers to Pennsylvania in the 16 and 1700s and are often Lutheran, Mennonite or of Amish faiths. Uh, the Washington Post notes on the magic, there are many spells deal with the care of livestock, sorry, many of the spells deal with the care of livestock, finding water or the treatment of minor ailments, reflecting the conditions of concerns of early American settlers. But Pow Pow also has within it a tradition of darker spells, even of such things as conjuring demons. One notable in the ritual is the tradition of this hex to create a loyalty in a dog. To attach a dog to a person, provided nothing else was used before the effect of it, try to draw some of your blood and let the dog eat it along with his food and he will stay with you. The mould found on rotting carcasses in the Beatrice home has caused illness among the family members and they say that the odour hasn't gone away. Really? So do you plan to insulate your new house with carcasses? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I'll stick with uh, insulation bark. But uh, when we were in um, Poland, there was the, these walls, outdoor walls, that they actually did use the bones of cats because or Ooh. pets because the cartilage was was easy to bind the cement together or something like that. Surely so. there's easier ways of doing it than getting dead pets. Oh yeah, but this is like 
this is an old form of this is something they did hundreds of oh, years ago. Oh, sentimental, like, like to get your old pets and put it in the walls. Oh no, I think it was like practical more than sentimental. Like oh. it was more like they didn't have other ways to cost saving measure. I mm. think that was it. But mm. yeah, um, Elvis Presley's hair, Mark. Would you mm. buy a jar of it? A jar of it. Yeah, he didn't have that much, did he? Oh well, this is a jar of Elvis Presley's hair, and it was auctioned. For $72,500. Jesus Christ. Is, Some it, going. is it head hair? A baseball-sized clump of his uh, of hair. Um, they look short and curly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was kept in a plastic bag by um, his personal barber, who cut his hair for two days. Bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> no fucking way. That's somebody else's hair. Right. Okay. Hmm. Um, then there's this TikTok going around with I think it's yeah there's 72,000 likes on it and it's a funeral director revealing the secrets of working with corpses and the best makeup to use with them what do you make of that? a TikTok oh does he show the corpses faces? Uh, no I think it's more shows how to mix the makeup and that sort of thing it's just mad the TikTok is the home for everything now isn't it? Mm. Like a funeral director can find the home on TikTok and yeah. build a follow And chiropractors. Really? People like that, yeah. People people love watching chiropractic videos. Yeah? Yeah. Neck, the neck's getting cracked and popped There's one and that comes up on, a doctor comes up on my sometimes and it has quite straight off it. It's um, live ball suction. No. And he actually shows it, like the fat being extracted. Oh my gosh. Fucking disgusting. Cheney. I don't know how that's allowed on. Yeah. Like open wounds and fucking fat. <laughs> oh. oh my gosh. Like, pimple poppers. Yeah, Ashton loves that. Oh, yeah. no. Does Breed like it? Breed? Yeah. Do you like pimple popping? Mm, not on anyone else. No. 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 she doesn't. There you are. Oh. <laughs> and there's, um, there's a viral TikTok going around of actually of a man telling women in bikinis at Colorado Lake to cover up, but he lost his job. So he confronted women. He told them that it was pornography. Take young eyes into consideration. And uh, he stood up to them. But anyway, then he lost his job as there was a mighty hand construction put up on the Facebook that they had fired him um, because they began an investigation. And so, um, yeah, there you are. He's refuting the allegations and the accusations. And he says, even though I don't need to clear my name, God will vindicate me. Wow, right, okay. So there you are now. Yeah. So I'll go. He was going around. I'm gonna do that. Are you? Yeah. Clone. Excuse me, ladies. What's going on here? Cover it up. <laughs> That'll work. That'll work. Um, there was this you know, Nobel Prizes, right? And they gave it out for researchers who experimented, and the prizes are a bit mad. So the bi biology prize went to Swedish researcher Susan Schatz, who analysed the variations in cat vocalisations while communicating communicating with humans. Right. Mm. And other prizes, uh, the Ecology Prize went to a team of researchers who used genetic analysis to compare the different species of bacteria found on discarded chewing gum recovered from paved surfaces in various countries. And uh, the Medicine Prize was awarded uh, to a trio for their study demonstrating that sexual orgasms are as effective as decongestant medicines at improving nasal breathing. Really? So now. <laughs> we are running out of stuff to look at. <laughs> Okay, in the bottom of the barrel now. Michael, yeah. while you have your phone there, I want you to look up the biggest criminal lawsuit in history. Okay.
This is the uh, largest health case. 1.195 billion. Uh, fraud. Pfizer. Pfizer. I'll stop it. Fraudulent marketing. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> I know things. So American pharma giant Pfizer. Um, have agreed to pay 2.3 billion, the largest healthcare fraud settlement in the history of the DOJ, to resolve criminal and civil liability arising from the illegal promotion of certain pharma products. They agreed to be guilty for a felony violation uh, with the intent to defraud or mislead. Bextra, an inflammatory anti-inflammatory drug, was pulled from the market in 05. Oh, right, okay. What do you make of this, Mark? Uh, I don't know. It's a bit conspicuous, and Johnson and Johnson were involved in that as well. The same, Stop it. same one, yeah. Right. Actually, uh, vaccines <laughs> don't work. Fifty percent of the people in ICU at the minute are vaccinated. Right, but is but that because Brendan, we just need an old booster? I don't know that, but I said this to Brendan yesterday, and he actually said that. So, if you look at ninety percent of the population are vaccinated, yeah. So the and fifty percent, so that's ten percent that oh, aren't right. vaccinated, and yeah. they're making up fifty percent. Yeah. of the people that are in ICU for it. So it actually shows that it's a very, yeah. it is effective. Again, it's gas, like sometimes you hear people, oh no, I didn't get the vaccine because I wouldn't give the money to that pharma crowd. So they would, they didn't want to, like the principle of, you know, whatever about the health or whatever, it's, it's more to give them the money to those big pharma companies. Big pharma, big furniture. Don't go to Ikea, go to help them furniture. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's gas. And now... Fuck, lads, we have a serious problem in this country. The amount of people whinging over getting 600 points and not getting a college place. Yeah, grand, look, tough shit, the world moves on. You'll be fine. You might have to wait a year. It'll be fine. I, like... There's nobody going to do apprenticeships. Like, Jesus Christ, in 10 years' time, they're not going to be allowed to lay a block or pour cement or, or screw a light bulb in or anything like that. No, gonna be no tradespeople. Gonna be no to build a house in this country. We'll be going around in fucking yeah, Jesus. I tell you something. We'll all be highly educated, but we won't have a fucking hand to do a thing. And that is uh, that's the truth. Won't be a hand to do a thing. <laughs> <laughs> this coming from the man with a master's degree. I'm going to go for go and get another one. Yeah, I'm going to get another one. Right. What do you think, Michael? I'm taking with him now. I love when he gives an old curveball. You just don't expect that one now. Um, we block layers at the site at the moment, thanks be to God. Mm. And uh, there's one block layer, and it's the main man. And it's rumoured that he's getting €3,000 a week. By fuck. Yeah. It's, yeah. We've uh, we've said it before on the podcast, sure. Like there, we there's a bad rap with you know going doing fucking an apprenticeship or something or yeah. you know like leaving school early. You know you don't have to leave school early to do it, but like yeah, yeah there's there's money in it. Like it's a good there trade it. and yeah. it's useful. Like you contribute to society with it. Yeah. <laughs> the career options section with paper choose. <laughs> I had career guidance. I had Seamus O'Connor for my career guidance. Shout out Seamus. Yeah. <laughs> He was the best. He was the best. I loved him. He you, knew I didn't care. You and him just had a great vibe. We bounced off each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I always came in with my tie up properly. And I oh yeah. Speak and span. He loved it. <laughs> That's class. Um, I think I he asked me what day what I want to do, and I said, "You tell me." That's why I'm here. <laughs> 
But is he, like, the wind and 600 points, like, it is tough, great for inflation. Like, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Man. A lot of people are getting 600, aren't they? It's, a, it's like, yeah. the average has gone up, surely. Yeah, big time. Like, Commerce is now, like, 560 in UCD. And that, that used was, to be four, 500 or 495. Yeah, 480, I think. Yeah, chat. could have easily been, yeah. So, like, that is, you know, and uh, you understand why it would be tough or whatever, but, like, hmm, yeah. So why would you want to go to college anymore with COVID and nightclubs aren't open? Uh, they'll be back open now, 22nd of October, the magic date, Mark. Are you looking forward to it? I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah, no, I have no interest in going to a nightclub anymore. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> Brilliant. I just get to look at more Snapchat stories on a Sunday morning. Yeah, exactly. Spend an extra half an hour looking at people drinking shots. Yeah. <laughs> All to look forward to. Yeah, boomerangs. And... Mark, thank you. Thank you, Michael. <laughs> Oh, we'll take a, uh, oh, a leaf yes, uh, absolutely. King's book, will we? Yeah, please. <sighs> Give us a page, Michael. A uh, tree, or why do I call it tree? <laughs> Are there any trees? There's a tree, uh, no, there's a Q&A at the end, but it's like, goes to 305. Oh, right. Um, 17. 17. Okay. I was happy. I relished the hard work of training. The travelling up and down from Cork to Dublin was a pain, but I had a few pounds in my pocket earned by playing football. I was a professional player, even if I was at the bottom of what looked like a very steep hill. Again, it was worth pointing out unemployment and its attendant indignity was still very much a feature of Irish working class life. Among my own, May among my own in Mayfield, indeed in our family, immediate and extended, a decent job was highly prized. I was now in Rambler's first team. I was able to tuck around £50 a week in my back pocket. The National League second division was a tough school for a 17-year-old. Most of the players were battle-hard and semi-pros, who in terms of ability and noose were much better than anything I'd expected. Respect was hard-earned from opponents and your own teammates. Any exhibitionist flourishes on the ball were promptly punished. Any fannying around and they put you in the stand. The opposition took no prisoners either. Six months into my FOSS course in the spring of 1990, I was, I felt, a very improved player. My aim for the start had been to become the best footballer on the training scheme. Training every day with 23 of the best young footballers in the country, one thing was obvious, ability was not enough. To succeed you need the strength of body and strength of mind. Our physical training took care of itself if you put in the work which I did. In The mind was a different, more challenging proposition. On cold winter mornings, on a muddy surface, with a cutting east wind lashing across the amenity centre, not everyone was up for it. There was no atmosphere on the training ground unless you create it yourself. You don't win any prizes on Monday morning except the most important one, self-satisfaction. There's no glory here. Yet I knew that if I could push myself through the mental barriers that others balked at, it would be an important victory. When the day's work was done, I could feel the warm glow of pure satisfaction that lies on the other side of those mental barriers you push through. Mm. Thank you, Roy. He always brings us somewhere, doesn't he? He does. That is a, a good page. Important lesson. Yeah, yeah, graft. Mm. Excellent. Royston. Is his name Royston? I don't know. What a That's... terrible name. That's what I want for a Google. Uh, What's your confirmation name? Enda. Enda. Yeah. Enda Kenny. <laughs> Roy Morris Keane. Roy Morris. Oh, I think he's just Roy Morris. Just Roy. Yeah, they're here. All the big questions answered here. What's your confirmation name? Anthony. Come on, Anto. Anto. <laughs> Mark Patrick Anthony Halpin. Glorious. Mm. Thank on. you, Paper Tuesdays. Thank you. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.